the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No way. We take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you do not have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm Carrie Poppy. And Happy New Year. Yeah. Hey. 2023. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new me. And we have a tradition here at... Oh no, Ross and Carrie Limited, that we talk about the previous year when it's done and the new year when it begins. Yes. Goodbye, 2022. You were good while you lasted. Yeah, you were okay. You had your ups, you had your downs. I got married in you. Hey, that was an up. Yep. Kind of like every year. There are ups and there are downs. Whoa, deep. Yeah. And, uh, well, Interesting. That's it for our show. <laughs> hey, we're recording from a new location. That's and- a big up. Yeah, an echoey location. This is my new place. Yeah, we'll figure that out over time. But yeah, this is Carrie's new house. I got a house. It's teeny tiny. It's 770 square feet. It's very nice. That's what we could afford in LA. But uh, yeah, no, we we love it here. We're so excited. So yeah, it's been a good 2022 for me. So we're taking a little break from the arc. Don't worry, we'll be back very soon. But we've got a couple episodes. Uh, One, to bring you some exciting predictions Mm -hmm. that come from our new friend chris dufresne son Uh, of sylvia brown yes so we're excited to tell you that story and then we are going to be back uh next week we're going to give you our 2022 in review see how all those predictions went Mm -hmm. from our personal psychics from psychics talking just to the world And also looking forward to 2023 and what you can expect in addition to a reading from somebody we're very excited to tell you about. Uh, Yeah. Wait, you didn't sound excited there. What's going on? Oh, sorry. I am excited. I am excited. I'm looking at my spreadsheet and all of the predictions this person made for me. But yes. All right. So what put this in my head originally is that I was up north visiting family in Watsonville and Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about San Jose not being far away. And wait a second, that's where Sylvia Brown lived. And if you don't remember, she was a very prominent psychic. Yeah. For many years. We talked about James Randi in a recent episode. He was a major foe of hers. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was regularly on the Montel Williams show, Coast to Coast. Mm, I've been on Coast to Coast. You have that in common with (laughs) Sylvia Brown. And I knew that she still had like an organization that she had set up and that carried on in her absence. She passed away in 2013. But yeah, her church still goes on, Nova Spiritus. Oh, it's a church. Yeah. And her her business continues, run by her son. Yeah. So Ross texts me and is like, I'm about to go get a psychic reading from Sylvia Brown's son. And I was like, what? Hold on. So I signed up too, because it turned out you can get them on the phone. Yeah, I, I was I was hoping, and I waited too long to do this. I should have tried to book as early as I could. I wanted to get an in-person reading because, yeah. because he does them there in San Jose. So I kind of had this like last day before I left. And I thought, ooh, ooh, I could go meet with him. This would be awesome. So I got all excited and called them. The receptionist said, oh, well, I don't know if Chris can do tomorrow. Let me Let me talk to him and I'll get back to you. Okay, thanks. So she called me back like an hour later and said, oh, sorry, he can't tomorrow. So he must have been busy because, you know, it's 350 bucks Mm. to meet in person with Chris Dufresne. Dufresne. It looks like Dufresne. It's pronounced Dufresne. Okay. And the reason I know that is, well, A, in Shawshank Redemption, the main character is Andy Dufresne. Oh, okay. Spelled the same. Uh, But also... 
I always think of a Mitch Hedberg joke where he's talking about how you, you go to a restaurant and people are waiting on the wait list. You know when you go to a restaurant on the weekends, it gets busy, so they got to start a waiting list. Mm -hmm. They start calling out names. They say, like, Dufresne, party of two. Table ready for Dufresne, party of two. Right. And if no one answers, they'll say the name again. Dufresne, party of two. But then if no one answers, they'll just go right on to the next name. Bush, party of three. Yeah, but what happened to the Dufresnes? No one seems to care. Who can eat at a time like this? People are missing. You people are selfish. The Dufresnes are in someone's trunk right now with duct tape over their mouth, and they're hungry. <laughs> so whenever I see the name Dufresne, I just think, Dufresne. Yeah, he's trapped. Well, Chris Dufresne is the son of Sylvia Brown and a psychic medium in his own right. He received the gift from that, her. that came down from her and a great uncle and a great great uncle. Mm, his brother didn't get it. No, but Paul? Paul didn't get it. That's okay. right. Did this come up for you at all? Yes. Oh, interesting. So we've just heard a tiny bit about each other's <laughs> readings, and it does seem like there is overlap. Yeah, we're we're both very excited to tell each other what came across in our readings. Yeah. But we also wanted to save it for the show. So yeah, yeah this is... We just have hints. But the hints that we have gotten is like <laughs> that we covered a lot of the same material. It's just interesting. And we each had an hour that we were talking to Chris Dufresne. Dufresne. What can we say about him? So he was was already out as a psychic during her lifetime. And mm. he even wrote a book called My Life with Sylvia Brown, okay. uh, which I bought, but I barely got into because in the very first few pages, like it was already making me do all these other web searches for other things. So oh, sure. I got distracted. But he's six foot six. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Uh, that is tall. And he describes himself as like a bald, hulking figure who looks like Mr. Clean. That was his oh, own words. okay. He told me he looks like Mr. Clean <laughs> okay. during the reading. Okay. What if we got the exact same reading? Did he tell like, you he looks like Mr. Clean? Yeah. Wow. That's He's got his lines. Yeah, okay. And that was his line. Uh, but if you looked at just a picture of him, you'd think like, oh, like a professional wrestler or something like oh, that. Oh, interesting. That would have been my thought. That. Let me pull him up again. His website is chrisrightnow.com. Oh, man. Yeah, see, I see this guy and I just think, like, owns three of his own businesses. Okay. The businesses are always going bankrupt. <laughs> he, he, but that's okay. That's part of his strategy. That's compatible. Okay. And he's constantly, you know, letting people go. He's constantly firing people. Uh, I just see kind of a person I wouldn't sure. care for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but maybe not. He's got kind of a weathered face and hard features. Yeah, he just looks like he's been in some dust-ups. Uh, interesting, when he smiles here, I'm looking at this one photo of him. I can see his mother, Sylvia Brown, in the eyes a little bit. Yes, I thought that too. But otherwise, Absolutely. I would not guess the familial connection. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, yeah, just one of those people who you might expect to maybe have a ghost hunting show. I would believe mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. if he was one of the uh, ghost hunting guys. Uh, anyways, you know, he's kind of aware of his own energy and how he comes across to people and will kind of poke at himself for it. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't able to meet with him in person. So uh, like you said, went to chrisrightnow.com. But there's different types of readings you can get. It's not one size fits all. Right. So I'm clicking on book a reading and I see Chris on call psychic reading, mini psychic reading, half hour authentic full life psychic reading by phone, one hour authentic full life phone psychic reading, full life in person psychic reading, half hour Skype reading, 
one hour Skype psychic reading, gift certificate, and Chris year round for $1,900. Yeah. How wow. often do you get to talk to him for that? Seriously, can you wake him up at three in the morning? Chris, Chris, I got to talk to you right now. Okay, the answer is here. Uh, 12, really? 12 times for an entire year. 12 times for an entire year. Wait, let's so divide it's still that. like 150-ish bucks, right? $1,899 divided by 12. That's 158.25 per reading. Okay, yeah, so as long as you know dip. you're doing it consistently. Though I'll tease this little piece of information in advance. He told me I would never need his services again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that because you're going to be dying this year? <laughs> we'll get to why. But <laughs> okay. I just figured that would be a fun morsel to drop. Okay. Okay, so I was all ready to spend $350 on the full life in-person <sighs> psychic reading. That is Pricey. But I thought, I love our listeners so much. <laughs> I won't send my own begotten son, but I will spend $350 <laughs> on a psychic reading. Uh, alas, that was not to be. So yeah, you were mentioning these other ones. The mini psychic reading is 15 minutes by the phone, and that's $99. $100 to talk to someone for 15 minutes. That is the entry point. Oof. And then a half hour was $219 by phone. Yep, I and almost a, did that. And a full hour was 299 So I kind of I fell prey to that. Like, okay, well, yeah, might as well same. go the extra 80 bucks and get go a full hour with the, the guy. Extra mile. Yeah, so when I went to sign up, he must have used Squarespace because I was able to book my time right on the website. Nice. He might have not used Squarespace. But anyway, and right away I was able to book one for the very next day. So he's not totally full up. And Yeah, I had made my appointment for 12 p.m. on the 29th and you had yours at 1.30. Yeah, I clicked 1.30. Oh, then right. the receipt said 1.00. Uh -oh. And then he ended up calling at, let me look at my phone. Yeah, so when you book the appointment, they send you an email that mentions there will be a two-hour window, which means if you signed up for, like I did, 12 o'clock, you may get a call between 12 and 2 p.m. Okay, Kind of plumber's, plumber's hours for psychics. Got it. I'll permit this then, but he means it. He called me at 2.10 wow. when the appointment was uh, allegedly at 1. But... When I signed up, there is a required how did you hear about us section. Oh, you can't leave that blank. Uh-uh. Okay. Says, how did you how did you hear about us? And then in parentheses it says name please. Oh I wow. I was like Shit. name names. So I said my friend Ross. I didn't say last name. I was I mean, I gave them my real last name, but uh, uh but I was trying to tempt them away from Googling us as much as possible. I wonder if her friend is the guy who just signed up for a, a reading tomorrow right before. Her. Yeah. He is. <laughs> I called and so when I got the form back by email, it had just put in Sylvia as the referral. Oh, wow. Because I mentioned over the phone, like, oh, I'm just, I think the way I said it was, I've had eyes on Sylvia for years mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, was just interested in talking to Chris. And they're like, we understand you see her in your mind's eye. She's around you now. Understood. Yes. That's exactly how that went down. <laughs> so that was reminder number one about the two hour call window. But they also said to read paragraph number two, which says, Please keep in mind, Chris will be placing a call to you from a blocked number. 
If you have a block on your phone to any incoming blocked numbers, this will have to be temporarily disabled in order mm. to receive a call from Chris. Though he did not call with a block number. Me neither. We got his number. So when he called you, yeah. did he say, hey, this is Chris from the Sylvia Brown Institute? Yeah. Okay, same. And he was just 15 minutes late from my call. Okay. I thought that was interesting that his, I mean, I wouldn't expect his name to be as powerful as Sylvia Brown's, but mm -hmm. that he wasn't like, hey, it's Chris Dufresne. It was like, she's not going to know who that is. It's yeah. Chris this from the Sylvia Brown good Institute. Good point. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That seems to be his, uh, his way of greeting. Yeah, so you talked to him first. Tell me what he told you. Yeah. What's kind of cool is that uh, even over the phone when I was booking, the woman made it very clear that not only can you record the session, but it's kind of expected, which we he love. He encourages it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he's going to talk very fast. He's going to drop a lot of stuff and you're going to want to review it later. You won't be able to keep up with notes. So record that call. Yep. Like, Great. Yeah, no problem. So, so I did that. So as soon as he called, I said, hey, I'm going to use this tape a call thing. Hold on just a moment. Okay, we should be merged now. Can you hear me? Yep. We were off to the races. And he launched right into the reading. He gave me an option. He said, either I can just start reading you and kind of go through my normal spiel. Yep. Uh, and then you can ask me more questions as they come up. Of course, anytime interrupt me. But if you have a pressing question that you just got to get answered right away, let me know. So far, identical conversations. Yeah. <laughs> and did you have any pressing questions you just had to ask him? No, I said, I know I'll have lots of questions, but go ahead. Let's get right into it. So he started right into health. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And he that's said- That's where he likes to start, all right. Okay. So he sensed that I have a low immunity. Oh. But that's okay. Okay. Which was interesting. I, I feel like almost every time he said something negative, it was usually followed with, that's okay though. Not a big problem. Uh-huh. Here's an easy solution. Uh -huh. So for me, I'm supposed to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a protein snack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I don't for normally immunity? eat breakfast, so- okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, I did kind of come back later to follow up on, I'm sorry, you said immunity? Because mm -hmm. you're right, that doesn't seem like a direct connection to me. But that's uh, already his first instruction, not so much a prediction or psychic intuition as far as I can tell, except that somehow he knows I have low immunity. Uh, he said, do you know that you're a perfectionist and you overanalyzed everything? <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and so... Okay. I agreed to that. And okay, uh -huh. sure. Yes, I do. Uh, but that does very much sound like a Barnum statement, like something that's kind of true for everybody or for a statement. We've talked about these on the show many times. The the idea of something that sort of applies to most people or is vaguely positive enough that they'll own it and be like, well, yes, I am a perfectionist. Well, thank you. Yeah. Also, I think, you know, if you're at all tuned into people you're going to be able to tell like, oh, this guy interrupts me with a lot of questions, the mm -hmm. very analytical questions. If you're paying attention at all, you're going to pick that up. Yeah. So he started with that and I was the overanalyzer for the rest of the call. <laughs> and he said, I bet you can't name the last time that you were at rest in body, mind and soul. I okay. said, well, I have spent most of the week reading, which uh -huh. is kind of my happy place. So uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I guess this week. <laughs> this, I can't believe how similar this conversation is. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Hopefully we'll branch somewhere, but it's also quite entertaining that we're <laughs> the same Before conversation. Before we started recording, you called your mother with some questions. Uh -huh. Was that about this reading? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so he kind of sidestepped that. Usually he would be right that I'd have a hard time like pointing to a recent time when I was very at rest in all respects. 
He said, well, you need to find a hobby, uh, maybe reading or something like that so that you can rebuild because you're just you're going full bore all the time. Mm. Again, something most people be like, yeah, that's true. I'm so busy. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, probably. This was interesting. He told me that there's going to be a little bit of acid reflux this year. Oh, okay. But no big deal. Just look it up online, treat it. It'll go away. It'll come back. And actually, that felt like a hit for me because a couple of years ago, I did start getting acid reflux mm. and had to take some medication. Once mm. it went away, I could stop taking the medication. It was over-the-counter stuff, but still, mm-hmm. a doctor told me that, and she was right. Mm-hmm. So it okay. um, feels like a hit. That is something I have to keep my eye on. I, I can't eat too late in the day or I will oh, uh-huh. get that. Fair. I have a little reminder now at 9 p.m. every night that just says, stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-oh, it's 8.32. Do you want something for the last 28 ah, minutes no, to I'm snack on? About it. And every now and then I cheat, but it hasn't bugged me in a long time. Okay, so then he says, what do I have to do to get you to drink enough water? Oh, okay. Did, did this come up for you? Uh, not drink enough water. Oh, no. interesting. Okay, so he- But this does sound like him. This like, listen, lady, what do I need to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the phrasing of the questions definitely became a refrain, a Dufresne refrain. Oh, <laughs> like it. He would kind of couch his reading about you in a question, like, what do I have to do to make mm. you blah, blah, blah? Or do you understand that you're mm-hmm. very blah, blah, blah? Uh, which is something I see John Edward doing a lot. Ah, oh, uh, okay. But it feels like this is one of his main kind of sparring techniques. It feels like he's trying to come across as like your friend who tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he said something about like me having a lot of uric acid, needing to flush that. And so I said, okay, well, how much water should I be drinking? Because I was kind of ready for that eight cups a day thing that's Oh, sure. Too much, but that's been in the public consciousness for a long time. That's too much? Yeah, that's more water than anyone should be actually drinking throughout oh, the day. Oh, needs. But is it too much? Like, it can harm you? Too much is in it's kind of a, a waste of time and energy because we oh, get sure. a, a lot of our water from other our sources. Food, yeah. But point taken, most of us need to drink more water, and mm-hmm, I am sure. among them. So he said another thing that... I think I've heard before, it was a different metric, but you take your body weight in pounds and then half of that you drink in ounces. So Mm. I'd say like- Oh, that's a lot. Right. My average weight is like 154. Okay. So half of that is 77. In ounces, that's 9.625 cups of water per day. That's a lot. That's a lot. You'd be peeing all the time. I started drinking. I drank three cups of water before I got here. And thank you for the additional water you've provided. My pleasure. But yeah, that's a lot of water. So I looked that up and there was a, a health website advice from a doctor that was saying the better metric is just to look at your pee And if it's just lightly yellowish and non-smelly, you're doing good. Mm. If it's darker and smellier than that, drink more water. He said something about vertigo coming in. So that was... Whoa, okay. Yeah, that sounded like a prediction maybe for the next year that like I would have an issue with vertigo, but drinking the water would help me with that. Okay. He also said that my heart is going to flutter a bit, like I would experience heart flutter. Mm. But again, not to worry, it will come back to normal. Hmm. Yeah, it was weird. He would kind of like show me something a little like concerning, but then mm-hmm. tell me at the same time, eh, don't worry about it too much. Interesting. Yeah, I was looking up heart flutter and that, that's a thing like an... Uh, oh yeah, I've gotten it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Like a irregular rhythm. It feels so uncomfortable. It's so weird, but I guess I have the kind that's, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, what's the sensation? Oh man, it's like uh, my heart taking a breath. Ooh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like a there's a pause and then a tingly 
It's almost like a bubbles passing through me. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to call that a prediction for 2023. That you get it too. See if it happens. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'd probably notice it, but apparently the uh, Apple Watch can detect that as well. So, Oh, I didn't know that. We'll see if I get any notifications. Oh, I better wear my Apple Watch more. Okay. So he said, I'm nitpicking your health, but overall you're okay and you're going to die of old age. So mm. I'm not worried about you. Okay, did you ask him when? No, that would have been a good follow-up question, like exactly when. Yeah, he gave me a little more info about that later, but but yeah, I'll take old age. It's better than autoerotic Young asphyxiation. Age. That yep. was uh, what uh, Fox Mulder was told he would die of in an episode oh, of The okay, X-Files. Okay. Didn't uh, the guy from uh, Kill Bill died that way, right? Really? I think so. Like Bill? Yeah, he's one of the, um, what's it called, brothers? You know, the what's it called brothers. Oh, the what's it yeah. called brothers. Oh, the uh, Carradine. Yes. Okay. That actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I believe he passed away that way. Bummer. Indeed. So he asked me before I go on, do you have any questions about your health? And I said, well, let's clarify this immunity thing. And he just sort of went through the same talking points again. So, mm. okay. And I asked him if there were any physical injuries coming up. Yeah. And he said, why are you worried about physical injuries? I said, I don't, you're a psychic. I'm just asking. I'm about to jump off a cliff. Is that going to go poorly? <laughs> I'm on the edge right now. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm not seeing it. If I saw like some sort of hang gliding accident or somebody from the other side referencing like some sort of spirit who had a message for you about that, I totally tell you, but nope, I'm not, yeah. I'm not seeing it. Good. That's your job. And then he said, I can see your blueprint chart. And you've got a healthy, long life. Hmm, your blueprint. Yeah, we should have got. I sh did you ask him for exact years on your death? I did. Oh, I should have asked for that so we could uh, have a little count off on who dies first. Well, you can pay three hundred more dollars and find out. Touche. I guess though, dying of old age. I wonder at what age they start to be like. Eh, this is old age. Mm. I feel like that's at least over 85. Yeah, at least, uh, you know, it's not cancer getting you. Yeah. It's not all these other common things. It's just your body kind of quits. So. Oh, absolutely. I'm just trying to guess about when that would counts. normally be. Yeah. I would think over 85, you start to be okay. able to die of old age. If you die at okay. 81, we're probably still like, what happened? All Tell right. us more. I would say, uh, yeah, I would say in the 80s. So yeah. there we go. We have a definitive definition. <laughs> This was another little interesting piece of information he dropped is that nine years of our lifetime is perceived as about 48 hours on the other side. So for people watching us from heaven, the great beyond, uh, our lives go very quickly for them. Didn't you say Sylvia Brown died in 2013? Yep. So it's been 48 hours for her. Yeah. Okay, yeah. two days on the other side. He said, so they don't have a chance to miss us, meaning it doesn't feel like, oh, I haven't ah. seen my son for so long because, oh, I'm hearing from him constantly. Okay, it's like reverse Narnia. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, a weird uh, time dilation thing happening. Okay, so here's where he drops this big bomb okay, on Okay, here says, it comes. here's the thing. You're a bit of an empath. Oh. Do you know what that means? I said, yeah. Sure. You know, it's like a generally. I can sense it. <laughs> I can I've never now. heard that word, but I think I do. <laughs> so, you know, it's like a paranormal psychic ability to tap into the feelings of others, their mm -hmm. spiritual state. Yeah. And now some people are using it just in therapy lingo. It's short like for empathetic. Really empathetic person. Yeah. yeah. I think he definitely meant it in the paranormal sense. 
which will become clear because he says, yeah, you have a bit of a psychic sense. Oh, okay. So this is what I want you to do. Sing your own music in a room. Uh Uh-huh. I'm following. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What? Yeah. So I get in a room and I sing some music that I like to the point where I'm getting to an alpha state right before I fall asleep. Wait. Okay. He said your music. So not music you've made, but music you like? Yeah. Or that did was, he say? That's the impression I got. And as an empath, I think I got that <laughs> fair, right. right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think oh, I no. have to. The 2022 predictions have gone to Ross's head. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have to like compose and write lyrics for my own music. Okay. Yeah, I just... take sing your own music to mean like stand in a room and like whatever comes to you be like, my name's Carrie, and I love a lizard named Greg. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That sounds pretty You know. Sure, of <laughs> like course. That. Uh, we the, all do it. All right. The way I took it was uh, sing music that I like in a room. And then right before I'm going to fall asleep, make sure that I have a question in my mind. Okay. And then I will get an answer, whether it's right or wrong. But it's going to be right because I have this ability. Yeah. Very strange set of instructions. <laughs> but. Picturing you doing this is great. Okay, yeah, can you do this? Sure. Great. I'll give it a go. Desperado. Maybe sometime when Kara steps out. (laughs) 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 Okay, yeah, good luck on this. Two turntables and a microphone. (laughs) Where it's at. (laughs) It's a good song. Uh, Love back. So so he told me to take that leap of faith and you'll never need to talk to a psychic like me again. Okay. I can get it directly from my guide. You never talking to a psychic again is the worst prediction this man could give you. That's true. Yeah. Like, dude, this is my business. I need yeah. to talk to psychics. <laughs> and, he, and he said, you know, it's not, it's not even about practicing anything. It's just about tapping into this ability that you have. So I was like, okay. But at the same time, I'm thinking, all right, you say this to everybody. Oh, he didn't say it to me. Okay, that was going to be one of my biggest questions that I was waiting for is whether he told you you were an empath. Okay, well, I'll no, go- empaths were never mentioned. Okay, because I did follow up with him about this at the very end of the call. I said, So, how common is empathic ability? Oh, yeah. Do most people have it? And he said, No, not everybody does, uh, but not everybody overanalyzes like you either. Oh, okay. Now, and- that accusation I got in spades. So, I'm glad I asked him a follow up question because I said, Well, you, you mentioned like me being more empathic than most people. Mm. Do you have kind of like a scale, like a numeric value that you would like, sort of rate people on their empathy? Mm-hmm. And he said, In 41 years of practicing, I probably had 10 clients who were empaths. What? And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Like you say 10. So like those are people, he's like people who have called me. So there's been nine before and you're the 10th. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Are you just using a different term a lot of the time? So that's why I was thinking, is he going to tell Carrie the same thing? (laughs) He did not tell me I was an empath. He did tell me something related. Okay. Uh, He must really be zeroing in on the term, but but still congratulations. Thank you. I know. I was just like, like, you're telling me something really big, but it feels like you just kind of delivered it in this ho-hum manner. He does that. He does that. But come on, I'm the 10th that you've met in 41 years of being a psychic? He has a very... um, As a client? A very fun casualness Mm -hmm. about how he says everything, just like... I don't know. That's just how it is, buddy. I don't know. Sorry. Definitely. It's like, that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. (laughs) I know this might sound bad, but that's just life, man. How would you describe his voice? I'm not good at that kind of thing. 
Um, <sighs> let's see. It's like a guy voice. I mean, pretty middle, like baritone register. Okay. Not not a high or low voice. Yeah. Well, we'll play clips for you. What okay. can I do to get you to drink your allotted amount of water each and every day? And the reason why I need you to do this is because your uric acid level in this system is climbing. And if we drink the water, it's going to flush the uric acid system down. And that's going to prevent kidney stones and gout. Yeah, it doesn't uh, stand out to me one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know. Warm, kind of a warm. I don't know. There are certain, I feel like it's mostly a male quality, or I mostly see it in men. Mm-hmm. Um, a certain quality of like, you're okay, I'm in control. Hmm. everything's fine confident voice yeah confident yeah confident almost caretaking but still like listen there's good and bad things to life Hmm. don't know it reminds me of a dad like a pretty well-centered dad okay yeah good dad voice yeah dad vibes yeah he is a dad by the way oh is he yeah there you go as i was starting to read his book he mentioned his wife and so i went online just to look up her name and be like oh are you still married Mm-hmm. Uh, Did honor, yeah. Because he's, he's given relationship advice here. Uh, yeah, pretty much because, yeah, she's pretty hot. Oh, but okay. She, it up. She's now his ex-wife. Okay, so time for you to swoop in. Yeah, she's available as far as I know. <laughs> I don't know. She might have another relationship now. She appeared in the same video with him where he introduced her as my ex-wife, but they were getting along swimmingly, which is nice. They were there with their daughter, so clearly they've worked out a dynamic. And the daughter goes by Ia. Like, she's a recording artist. She has music. Oh, cool. E-Y-A. Okay. Listen to a little bit, kind of auto-tune type stuff. I can't find his hot ex-wife. What's her name? Hot music. See, there was also a sports writer named Chris Duprain. Gina is her name. Oh, yep. Hot wife. Yep. Yep. Pretty hot wife. Yeah. Yep. And pretty daughter as well. Yep. Good looking family. Yeah. You know, if you're Chris Duprain's ex-wife and you're listening to this, give me a call. Carrie might be I'm into around. You. <laughs> Just see see what's up. Now Gina won't be the right match for me for reasons that are to become very clear oh, very soon. She hates empaths. <laughs> That'd she, be really funny if you started being like, "Now my fucking ex-wife, she hates empaths. She fucking <laughs> hate you. She's such a bitch." Yeah, I, I didn't sense a bit of bad blood. So that's good. clearly they've they've worked it out. Good for them. I like in my family, the model is always if you're not with somebody, they are now your enemy. Oh, right. And so I'm always very impressed by adult people who can maintain their relationship and just say, oh, well, we had a great thing and now it's passed and we're still part of each other's lives and we like each other. You must have been very impressed when one of my ex-boyfriends was one of my bride's people. Just say yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, it's totally. So, so evolved. <laughs> He's also gay. Gay is the day. Oh, that's long. right. Okay. I was, I was, <laughs> Gary's like, just, just say so- yes. Because I'm looking at the ceiling <laughs> trying to figure out who is this. That's What's that. That's right. Your first boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My high school boyfriend. Dustin. V- very, a wonderful person. So much like the movie Saved. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Totally. Which is a great movie. If you haven't seen Saved, go see Saved. Stop the podcast. Go watch that movie. I mean, you could finish, but... And then find out about Ross's future love life. Okay, so additional benefits of me being an empath is that I can just instantly tell if someone's a jerk or if they're a good person (laughs) within two minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. (laughs) No, this is... uh... This is all reminiscent of what I heard, but it wasn't called an empath, but okay. (laughs) 
Uh, so, you know, <laughs> Very I, need, interesting. I need to pay attention to that voice and listen to it. So he told me his little ritual as a fellow empath. Okay, great. Uh, oh, he's one. Great. <laughs> that in the morning before he even lets his feet hit the ground, he always says, please, God, surround me in the white light of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Little Christian, okay. Yeah, so this was always true with his mother as well. Mm. This will definitely come up. He says that's something we need to do as empaths to pull in the good and to leave out the bad so we don't feel drained. By the way, in case you want to know, uh, his name is Aaron. And I was like, wait, what? Whose name is Aaron? My spirit guide. Oh. His name is Aaron, like running an errand. And I said, Oh, A-A-R-O-N? Or is it like actually Aaron? E-R-R-A-N? <laughs> Which would be amazing. No, no, A-A-R-O-N. A-A-R-O-N. That's my... Uh, okay. That's the name of my spirit guide. I'm glad it's not like, I don't know, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also feels really out of nowhere him telling you this. Yeah, it's just he'd already mentioned that I had a guide. And then a few sentences later, it's like, oh, by the way, his name is Aaron. Just okay. so you know. Okay, gotcha. Now, okay, huh. this might be more interesting if i had been told that before by other psychics and like they all independently oh, told it's yours? me yours yeah sorry this, i thought it was chris's no my personal oh, spirit guide is aaron. named aaron yeah hey aaron by okay. the way hey uh congrats wow this is big i know i finally learned the name of my spirit guide yeah and i feel like in previous readings we've been told certain things about the people who watch out for us so i said okay was well, this an angel or some other kind of entity and he's like, no, no, it's just another spirit. Like in heaven, right before you came to earth, you guys had sort of like a deal worked out. Like, hey, Aaron, can you keep an eye on me? And mm. he's like, help me out every now and then. So that was he's the deal. Like, we're, yeah. we're just buddies who have been through lives together before, you know, struck up a friendship somehow. Okay, cool. I wonder if it's Aaron Burr. Oh my goodness. I should have asked. Should've Is asked? it an Aaron that I would know? Yeah. And he said, it's fine if I just want to call him, hey, you, but you know, that's his name. <laughs> That's rude. You know his name now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll never do that to you, Aaron. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. We've, we're, Don't worry, We're on Aaron. a first name basis now. <laughs> I know your name. And then he drops another bomb on me. So he says, so because you're ultra sensitive and this is your last life, can you imagine? Oh, excuse me? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, wait. like, I let him finish the sentence. But I was like, my last life? Wait, what? He said, can you imagine having 32 lifetimes on Earth and then having a choice about whether to go back to Earth or not? You know, obviously you wouldn't want to. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> back up everything. So I said, um, I'm sorry. Okay, so does everybody get 32 lives? And he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you idiot. <laughs> Ridiculous. Everyone knows this. Like, some people have 10. Some people have 42. Okay. And he references that, like, he's on his last life, too. This is, like, oh. fairly common. Yeah, and apparently his is uh, uh, 28. Okay. I asked him about his mom later, like whether she was on her last life. And he said, yeah, she's not coming back. Mm. Um, but he didn't say how many lives she had had. I kind of wanted to ask him, but mm. didn't want to get too hung up on that. Anyway, so he painted this whole scenario of like how this would play out in heaven. Because, you know, some people only live 10 lives. Some live. I asked him, like, what's the highest he's ever seen? He's like into the 60s. But at that point, it's just like Groundhog Day. They're just not getting <laughs> the lesson. They just keep living life after life. And so was the 32 in reference to you? Yeah. You've had 32? Yeah, okay. very specifically. Like, this is my yeah. 32nd life and it's my last one. And then I'm okay. leaving this plane of existence. Okay. But he said, like, sometimes you can lead an existence 
that like counts for more. So he kept using the example mm. of someone who was quadriplegic. Okay. His example was me saying like, no, don't make me go to earth as a quadriplegic, but you'll save like three to five lives essentially. Um, okay. Because huh. I guess you're learning more lessons that way I is see. the implication. So depending on what that person needs to learn for themselves, that will determine. It seems like a big assumption on his part to know what the lords of the afterlife are going to decide about whether you move on or not. He just knows before even your death that yeah. this is your last one. Well, I don't think it's up to us or him, right? but oh, he's able to tap into that mm, info. He's just the conduit. So yeah, just to get a little bit into Nova Spiritus, that's the church that Sylvia Brown founded. They believe in the mother God and the father God. Mm. You know, you can commune with them and they have this kind of Gnostic Christianity and a very uh, take it or leave it kind of thing. Take the things that apply to you mm. and reject the ones that don't, which sounds very Scientology. You're very pro-business too. Well, we'll, mm. you know, we'll yeah. allow you to pay us for whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yep. Yeah. Good point. So I asked him, okay, so when you're done then with all the that cycle, do you just stay in heaven after your last life? And he said, well, it depends. Uh, there's lots of things going on in other dimensions. So most people there in heaven are 25 to 30 years old. Okay. I'm not sure what that means. Meaning like, let's, say, like it? let's say you died of old age like me, like I yeah. will. Then you go to heaven and you appear as 25 okay, to 30 years body. old. Yeah. That seemed to be what he was saying there. There's no illness and just none of this bullshit that we experience here on earth. Great. Okay. Oh, by the way, he did let me know that there are no negative energies around me. That's good to know. Great. So didn't need to work on that. Aaron's cool. Yeah, that's right. It's a little too easy for Aaron, clearly. So our time on Earth is like a boot camp, or we could call it hell on Earth. So Nova Spiritus, I looked this up later, they don't believe in like the hell of Christianity. Right. They believe that Earth can be like the hell experience. I see. And then heaven is heaven and everybody gets in. That matches up with some things he said. He came off like kind of negative to me about some of his theology and his mm. his bigger beliefs. Oh, negative. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll be interested to hear that. Okay. So he talked about his mom leaving, you know, when she died and said that actually I ended up getting to converse with her more after she died. Because I asked, like, are yep. you actively in conversation? He said she was so busy during life, and uh, now he can just, you know, she's just a yell away. He can easily converse with her, and she's more a part of his life. She wrote, like, 16, 17 books while she was alive, he, I think he said. He said 67. Oh, maybe it was 67. Yeah. Okay. And he's written eight. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But he let me know he's got a ninth book coming out in October, and it made it sound like there's a film project about her and a documentary. He, hmm. made, it, he made it sound like two separate okay. films, essentially. Something, oh, like a book of her unreleased work. And all of this is hitting in October. Okay. So, so my prediction for 2023 is there's <laughs> going to be a lot of new Sylvia Brown material. Mm, okay. <laughs> so so he misses like hearing her laughter. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking of her, you know, like Sylvia Brown was known for having just a kind of raspy yeah. voice from her constant smoking, you know, but I guess he, you enjoy the sound of your mom's laughter. Sure. He said that uh, like she would always win arguments, but one way he could get her was to threaten that he would take her back for an additional lifetime <laughs> and uh, that she would say, okay, well, let's change the subject then. And then he told me that we just, we take this whole life thing too seriously. This is again, just like the boot camp. So don't worry, the real deal is coming later. And then there was sort of an awkward silence. 
And so uh, I was trying to rack my brain like, okay, well, what question do I have for him now? So he broke the silence by saying, why haven't you gone into business for yourself, may I ask? And so I'm, oh, interesting. So I'm thinking in my head, like, well, does the podcast count as being in business for myself? Mm -hmm. Kind of. Mm -hmm. But I also still, you know, work for Disney doing work work mm -hmm. because I haven't said anything. He says, well, the reason I'm asking you is because I can see you're a leader, not a follower. Another mm -hmm. like Barnum statement. I think most people would be like, yeah, that's true. Though I've huh, met people maybe. who would say like, man, more of a follower. Mm -hmm. But he said that when people tell me what to do, it pisses me off. And that I'm just like his mom in that respect. Mm. Okay. And so I say, well, okay, well, what does that look like me working for myself? He said, all right, well, you're going to start with a side business, but then once it becomes financially viable, then you can do your own thing full time. Okay. And you've got a couple different things that you'll be doing in the next five years. You'll buy a house and then fix it up, get it just the way you like it. And then you'll sell it at quite a profit. Oh, okay. And then you'll buy another Oh. But there's also going to be like a duplex or townhome, some kind of rental thing in between. But you'll give it like a cosmetic facelift. Not you personally, like not you with a hammer, mm. but you're going to like hire people to do that. Got it. Yeah. Real estate will be really good for you. Um, okay. I didn't see that coming, but mm -hmm. okay. Put that down in the predictions. He also told me not to do stocks or commodities because I won't do well there. Oh, okay. Don't buy any stocks. Yeah. I was like, okay. not any and he said, well, not unless you want to lose money, Ross. Okay. But property will only gain you money. So there we go. Money in property, not in stocks. It's money in the banana stand. Mm-hmm. So I said, it sounds like, you know, you're saying I should work in real estate. And he's like, yeah, though you hate anything to do with sales, which is mm. correct. Mm -hmm. So we hit another like kind of awkward pause. And he said, any questions about your mom? Mm. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. What does her health look like? Because mm. yeah, my mom's still around. Yeah, it's interesting. Any questions about your mom leaves so much room for your mom to be living, dead, healthy, unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good point. I gave him the indication that she's alive, asked about her health, and he said, why does she worry about you so much? Oh. I said, well, I guess that's kind of a mom thing, right? And he said, well, she wants you to settle down. You know, like you want to see your kids mm -hmm. settle down with a significant other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure your mom's worried about that. <laughs> she worries about you a lot. Mm. <laughs> and so I said, oh, do you see that coming to me in the next year? <laughs> and he said, I think it's going to take a little longer than that. It's going to be like 14 months. Okay. So not far away, a little over a year. It's, it's because you're picky. Mm. Uh, which mm. isn't a bad thing because then once you find the right person, that means your odds of staying together will be better. And so uh, Cara's in the background listening to all of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I know she's paying very acute attention. My wife of 22 years. So I asked him for relationship advice. And he says, well, come on. You overanalyze everything. You mm -hmm. hang on to every word that people say. This isn't helping you. <laughs> you need to make yourself easier to be approached. Like you're just, you mm. know, you go to a place, you're focused on what you're trying to accomplish. You're not looking around. You're not opening yourself up to yeah. these opportunities. I mean, yeah, I think wearing a wedding ring around is probably really <laughs> yeah. shooting you in the foot with this. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. What am I doing? Uh <laughs> And he said, like, you need to be responsive. So it's not just going to be 14 months, like, if you do nothing. If someone says, hey, Ross, let's go hang out at the movies, you better get up off the couch and do that. Okay. Because if you don't, you know, if you don't start for three months, then it's going to be 17 months, not oh, 14 months. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Get dating. And I know you're not a patient person, he's saying about mm. me. Uh, so I said, okay, well, will this be someone I know? Or is this <laughs> going to be someone new? He said, somebody new. 
And okay, so he takes a little break from that to talk about my mom's health, but we'll come back to my significant other. Yeah, to be. To be, right. So uh, he said that my mom's back is going to be bothering her a little bit. And you were with me. My mom called me back and I asked her some of these questions. So she said, actually, yes, her lower back does hurt a little bit. Not too bad, but... Common, but yeah, yeah, okay. How old's your mom? That's the thing. 74. Okay, yeah. Upright ape, 74 years old. Lower back hurts. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Go figure. Yeah, you've earned it. He said that her thyroid is off, so have her hormones checked. Okay. And she goes to the doctor regularly, so I asked if she'd had any issues with her thyroid, not that she knows of. Mm-hmm. Uh, this felt like a bit of a hit because he mentioned that the gum line on the bottom right hand side of her mouth is shrinking. Mm. So she should look at that. Okay. And that felt like a bit of a hit because my mom has what she's always called a Norwegian gum line. Okay. And now I've asked other people like, is this a thing? And uh-huh. everybody's like, no. But uh-huh. she said that like in our family, people tend to lose you know, like gum material uh-huh. at the base of their teeth, which... I've experienced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that felt like a bit of a hit though. When I asked her, she said, well, it was worse on the lower left side. Okay. But yeah, still that felt like a hit to me. He talked about vertebra wearing in her neck. She said her neck feels fine. He mentioned that her blood pressure will jump a bit, but no big deal. Okay. She confirmed. Yes, I do take uh, medications for blood pressure and it's better now. He said that she should get checked for vitamin D and that she's not going to take enough. Mm. Uh, even if she you know, thinks she's following doctor's instructions, she needs more vitamin D. She said she does take vitamin D3. So mm. um, there you have it. That was all the health info for my mom and my mom's responses. Your mom was chuckling along to all these questions. So she she gets what this is all about. Yeah, I told her we, we actually met for lunch today with my sister and family. And so she knew that I had visited the psychic. And of course, uh, okay. she thinks that's all preposterous. Let's see. I asked about my relationship with my mom since we were talking about her. And Chris said that she's going to get more needy as she gets older, mm. uh, that I've had several lives with her before. Uh, so she's been like my mom before, my aunt, an older sister, but never like a daughter, always an older relative. Okay. She gets on my nerves. That's true. <laughs> he said, uh, you're going to be moving. Any questions on the move? So, mm. Well, yeah. Tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah. When am I moving? He says, why? Well, not far geographically. And I guess I'll call it a duplex. Like you've got your own front door, but it's like it's glued to another building. Okay. Okay. So that's going to come in this next year. Okay. And, 2023. Yeah. 2023 is the duplex. Okay. I'm adding this to the spreadsheet. And then 2024 is when you'll move into a single family home. And I said, oh, well, that's convenient with me meeting someone in 14 months. Good thinking. And he said, well, that's right, because, you know, she's not going to want to live where you are. You're not going to want to live where she is. Oh, okay. You assumed it was a girl. Okay. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. I don't think I gave any indication one way or the other on that. Mm. So then he started telling me more information about this mystery lady of of mine that I'm going to meet. Yeah. So she's in the healthcare field. Okay. She's a nurse. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is in the healthcare field. But he doesn't know which kind. So you couldn't give me that much detail. She's not very tall. Okay. She's petite. She's got a nice figure. Okay, congrats. She's well-groomed. Okay, good. Beautiful teeth. Oh, good. These are the details he gave me. Short, great teeth. Hot bod. She's got got a nice smile. She's happy, very positive, energetic. She doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't use drugs. Okay. (laughs) All right. Cool. Uh, She's very fit, and she's about three years younger than you. Okay. 
she doesn't look her age, but then neither do you. Oh. And I don't know, we're talking by phone. Yep. So this is just a <laughs> blind compliment. Because at this point, I'm very sure he has not looked me up to any depth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Though I guess, hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you looked up your name, the pod would come up above like your Disney work, right? You know what? I actually, as a result of this conversation, I tried like a uh, private browsing search for my own name and Uh like my IMDb came up and some stuff about Disney and LinkedIn. So it could have been buried-ish and you could find a picture of me easily. Mm -hmm. But if if he looked me up, that was the level of it. Yeah. Obviously didn't know I had a wife. Mm-hmm. So he said, uh, the minute I see this mystery woman, I'll say, oh, shit, that psychic guy's right. <laughs> you won't tell her that because that would scare her off. But six months later, you'll tell her and she'll Aww. she'll be very happy about that. And I said, well, do you see any children in the future? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, yes. What do you want to know? I don't know. What, what can you tell me? And he's <laughs> like, well, some people like I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. Some people get very mad at me like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to know the sex of the child. Oh, interesting. Said, oh, no, you can tell me anything. Don't worry. And he said, okay, well, you'll have one, and then you'll keep thinking about having another and having another. It'll be four years later, you'll have a second child. Oh. One will be a boy, one will be a girl. I don't know in which order. Okay. So you're going to have a total of three then. Yeah, yeah, but he never, ever acknowledged the fact that I have another son already. Or a spouse of two decades. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Who is actively listening and memorizing everything (laughs) he said. Because later on, Cara had like perfect recall of this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she was telling all my family like oh yeah this guy was telling him he's gonna meet this nurse and like she's listing off every every facet of her competition <laughs> this made up woman that she hates <laughs> exactly <laughs> and and they'll be healthy those babies and i asked well will i have known them in a previous lifetime he said oh yeah many lives and you'll recognize it right away when you cut the umbilical cord you'll be like oh it's you Oh. Like that we've known each other from previous lives. Oh, I see, I see. Hopefully it's not Aaron, because then what am I going to do for a spiritual guide? Good point. So we had one of those little awkward silences, and he said, well, where do you want to go next? So I'd been writing down a few questions. I asked, are there any spiritual practices that I should embrace or avoid? I thought that was good, like for the podcast, since we're interacting with so many forms of spirituality. And he's like, um, I don't know. We talked about relaxing. That's good. Um you have a dormant writing ability, so you should record yourself. And, uh, and then by doing that, you'll confirm that, uh, that you should be writing. Uh, he said that my biggest hurdle is relaxing. I need to do that. Uh, and he told a little story about seeing his first ghost and telling his mom. And she said that, like, yeah, big deal. Bring me the toilet cleaner. So I was like, oh, I thought she would have been more supportive. So then he turned around and he's like, no, no, no. She was very smart. She was teaching me all the time. So yeah, I thought it was kind of a dismissive there. So he mentioned that she had taught at an all-girls Catholic school, which we've mentioned on the show before. And like he would hang out with her all the time. And she recognized early on that he had this premonition, this gift. He mentioned that he has the half-brother. Who, mm, who he hasn't brother? I didn't realize that. Who he hasn't talked to in 38 years. Oh, wow. And I was thinking, whoa, okay psychic that speaks of discord in the family that hasn't been resolved yeah this was his characterization he said that in the 80s his mom transferred the house into the brother's name and then he the brother in turn called the sheriff's department and they threw sylvia out on the street um yeah that was his characterization of i think what happened that she was convicted of fraud of back in the 80s. I see. I I think that was kind of his version of how he tells that story. Huh. 
Yeah, I would be interested to talk to the brother. Right. Yeah, me too. I emailed that brother. I saw that. Let's see if we hear back. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, interesting. So then he said that after Sylvia Brown passed, that the whole family sued Chris because he had gotten everything and they'd gotten like, you know, a dollar or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he doesn't feel bad about that because, you know, they were just adversaries and not involved in her life. So. Whoa. This is when she died. So this would have been in the last 10 years. Right. Okay. So they. For that lawsuit. So they have not uh, talked in all that time. Yeah. Let me know if you find anything interesting. Okay. Yeah. But he says, you know, I'm okay with all of that because I've got my own personal family. I've got the congregation, uh, all my mom's friends. So, you know, I'm good. I asked him if he ever tried to get her to stop smoking and he said, oh yeah, we had huge fights over that and I would go to her house and you could just like cut the air with the smoke and the Febreze and that uh, like the whole family was smokers and that he was the only one who didn't smoke in the family Mm, mm -hmm. and she would try to quit but it would only last for like a day or something and she'd start smoking again. What did she die of? He said large heart and emphysema. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked him if he has the same ability to have prophecy because she did. What do you think of her ability to prophesize? Because we've recounted her prophecies many times on the show. Some of them are quite outlandish. Uh, She did come into the public eye recently when we had the COVID outbreak because she had predicted in 2020 there would be a respiratory Mm. illness. And she got other details wrong, but still vaguely it sounded like "Hmm, pretty good hit. Uh, anyway, so he kind of sidestepped that because he talked about all these upcoming projects and her books and everything. I said, okay, but do you also have any prophecies? And he said, well, I do know that like 85 years are left in the earth's history and then pretty much all life is going to get wiped out. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Cool, what? cool, cool. Bearing the lead a bit, aren't we? Yeah, this came up with us too. Okay. Uh, so he said, it's not going to be nuclear war. It's not going to be AI taking over or anything like that. So we don't need to worry about any of that. And <laughs> what like, is it going to be? Yeah, it's like, so, okay, so what's going to kill us? He said, oh, it'll be like another meteor or like us uh-huh. colliding with another giant rock in space. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> wow. He's like, but you and I won't be here. I think like, but my unborn children will. <laughs> yep, yep. This came up with us too. <laughs> okay. Yep. Huh. That was his big prophecy. I asked him if uh, we ever reincarnate as animals. Nope. Humans stay humans, oh, interesting. but animals only live one life. So, Ella, did you hear that? He said that was clever on their part, but they are more aware of additional dimensions. Oh, okay. And I was like, really? And he's like, oh yeah, when you see your dog just kind of staring at space and barking, that's why oh. they're seeing something you don't. Oh, as Ella gets older and has more cognitive decline, she's seeing a lot of that stuff. She's seeing more dimensions. Yeah, she stares at walls a lot. Oh. Yeah. Oh. She's in my lap. She's a good girl. Dementia or dimensions? Oh, there you we decide. go. There we go. Kind of a nice thought, I guess. I asked him if he saw anything else in the coming year because uh, I, w- I want more 2023 predictions. Yeah. And he said, well, don't loan money to anyone. Keep it to yourself. Can I have $5? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Actually, it's only December 30th. I'll ask you in two days. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I could loan it to you now, but don't ask me again. And I said, well, okay. Can I like give money to good causes? Oh, and he's right. like. Oh, yeah, if you want to do that, sure, that's fine. You fucking <laughs> but, empath. But if, if someone wants to, like, borrow a couple thousand dollars, don't do it. They're okay. not going to pay it back. Okay, gotcha. And he said, and, and, you know, you're always going to be a giving person. You're as far from selfish as, as it can get. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> great, great forward statement there. Uh, be protective of others. 
stick up for what you believe in. Oh, that was because he was saying I was like a caretaker and a warrior, but he wanted to emphasize <laughs> that I don't need to join the military. I wonder how old he thought oh, I was. Oh, interesting. You don't need to join the military. You know, because he had said I was a warrior. Oh, right. We were warriors together in a past life, you know. Oh, that's right. Turns out he had that a lot in his past life where he had died many times like on battlefields and of infections mm. from battlefield wounds. Mm. So uh, that's why he'd had a few, few fewer lifetimes than I did, I think was the implication that he's been through. Oh, okay. He's been through quite a bit there. So I asked him again, my question about like spirituality, because he hadn't really answered that. Like, is there anything I need to avoid or embrace? And he said, well, I can't read your mind. What are you thinking about? I said, well, you know, I'm someone who experiences a lot of different. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's kind of your gig. But I said, you know, I, I experience a lot of forms of spirituality. Like I'm talking to a psychic right now. Not, yeah. Most people don't do that. And he said, well, good news. You never need to. Again, Aaron's got your whole chart and he can help you out. Some clients I've had for 41 years, but you, I feel like I can just hand off the baton and you can take care of yourself. Interesting. It's like, well, you don't want my $300 yeah, again? Yeah, like he doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going on? So I asked him to clarify the blueprint. He says, it's just, it's what you put out. That's what I'm reading when I read you. Mm. Thinking like, yeah, really well. He mentioned exit points uh, that I've had too, like moments where I've almost died. Okay. He said, you get five. And I don't know if that meant I personally get five or everybody does. Okay. But he, again, he's not worried about me because he knows I'll die of old age. That'll be the fifth. Yeah, maybe. I asked him about exercise. He said normal stuff, lifting weights, stretching, meditation. He said, don't run unless you're going to run like on a like a rubber track. Oh, something without impact. Right. I was like, oh, it sounds like you see something going wrong with my knees. So I'm putting that down as a prediction as well for okay. 2023 that something happens to my knees because thus far I run quite a bit and my knees have been doing pretty well and I'm going to keep going while I can. But he said, every runner I know has bad knees. I got it. It's in the spreadsheet. So they've got three churches. One is in Michigan. Oh. One is in uh, Campbell uh, near San Jose, where he's based. Uh, in fact, he told me he lives at a golf resort in San Jose. He's lived there for huh. like 27 years on this country club. And he said that uh, they constantly have to replace his windows because people will hit golf <laughs> balls through his window. And then there, the third church is in Las Vegas, but they've all been meeting online recently. Uh, I asked him what his favorite book was of his mom's. He says, well, I haven't read them all. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, 67, sure. Yeah, yeah. You uh, can still say a favorite. Yeah, so I pressed him on that. And he said, uh, I guess if you could see what I see, which I thought, maybe I've read that one. Mm. But that's one of her well-known books. Okay. I was asking about like how he's felt just kind of not being under her shadow, but just sort of living in her legacy. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, yeah, well, I really enjoy like that a lot of her followers kind of continued to stay with me as a psychic. And we did like a whole radio tour, but then he got really uh, angry about this one radio show host who kept pushing him on the Amanda Berry thing. Amanda Berry is one of the people that oh. Sylvia Brown got horribly wrong. Oh, like said she was dead when she was alive or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, there are some like famous cases of this where TV psychics said someone was dead or alive and then the opposite turned out to be true and the family is devastated. Yeah, quite a few happened with Sylvia Brown. Like some of the best known ones are Sean Hornbeck, yep. Opal Joe Jennings. Amanda was a, a kidnapping victim, and in 2004, uh, Sylvia Brown told Amanda Berry's mom, she's not alive, honey. Okay, and, yep. And then the mother flat out asked her, like, will I see her again? And she said something like, not in this lifetime, you'll see her in the beyond. So he like kind of latched onto that, and he said, well, like, technically what Sylvia told the mother was true, because the mother died 
thinking that her daughter was dead. Then it turns out the daughter was found, but the mother had died. So it, the mother didn't die of suicide. You're not saying she no, killed herself. No, she died okay. of probably other cause. I, you know, I, okay. didn't, I didn't see what she died of. Okay. But, you gotcha. know, the, the implication is. Yeah, she technically didn't see the daughter because she was dead. Right. But yeah. Sylvia did tell her. She's not she's alive, not alive honey. honey. Right. Yeah. And yeah, there's so many examples of Sylvia Brown just brazenly telling somebody your kid is alive and doing this. Like there was one girl that she had said had been abducted and then sold into sexual slavery in Japan. Oh, my God. And then it was later discovered that the daughter had been killed soon after she was abducted and was very near the home. You know, it's just like, God, just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some God. there's some really cringy footage out there that you can find of her. Yeah, I know I've seen it all, but I just forgot these details. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. Yeah, it really I'm just dying to know when I hear that stuff. I just want to be in her head. I really want to know. Did you think this was true? Right. Did you really? I mean, and maybe. And but then you're still responsible for comparing it to the evidence. Yeah. And at that time, when the news came to light, Sylvia Brown actually did say, well, this is one time I'm really glad I was wrong. Mm -hmm. But it sounded like he was still trying to make sort of a case for her being, well, kind of right. Mm -hmm. So so he said, what we do as psychics, we're not 100% accurate. We'd be God then. We're like 85% accurate. That was the okay. number he came up with. Did he feel? Did it seem like he was shrugging at it like that? Like he just came up with the number? Yeah, yeah. It did Interesting. Like, I mean, okay. he probably has his talking point. But no, I, I'm asking because it'll come up. Uh, that was the number he gave. Okay. So he said, yeah, I, I just get so irritated with people focusing on like the few times she was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, she was working for like 60 years. She was the number one psychic for 50 plus years. And that's why I'm really excited about these upcoming film projects, you know, that we're going to like set the record straight. And he said, I've been like going through all of her predictions and like taking detailed notes and like then we'll present. She got four wrong. She got a hundred thousand right. And I think, well, of course, that's not the ratio. Yeah. Uh, But that's how he presented it. I mean, also when you're guessing about like a child abduction victim, if it's a child abducted by like a parent Maybe you're likely to see that kid again, but children abducted by strangers, like her odds were very good that she was right that the child was dead. Mm, mm-hmm. It was probably a statistically reasonable guess. Yeah, with the Sean Hornbeck case, she told the parents that he was dead, and it turns out he emerged years later. He'd been kept under lock and key uh-huh. you know, in his uh, captor's house. <sighs> yeah. yeah, just like, just don't, don't do that. And you know, she was probably, well, I don't know if she believed it or not, but let's imagine for the second that she didn't, then she's probably telling herself, well, I'm helping them move on. And that's actually an incident where you didn't want them to move on. They should keep searching and hoping. Yeah. And oftentimes these were the people who were her biggest fans believed Mm -hmm. her. And so when she said that, that was certainty. Mm. And that was her whole deal is that she was one of the psychics who was willing to give you the the hard facts. And she would say it like that. Uh, you know, the kid's mm. dead. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Mm-mm. And there were other moments where, like, there was a woman who had lost her husband, and Sylvia said, Yeah, I see him in water. She said, Oh, well, he was a firefighter. He died in 9 11. <laughs> and so Sylvia said, Oh, well, okay, maybe, oh, you yeah. know, as they were using water to try to put out a fire. Like, she was trying to rationalize it. But you could even I see Montel yeah. Williams is like, that uh, was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was another one where, like, the parents uh, had lost their daughter, and they said, we just want to know what happened to her. And Sylvia said, she was shot. And they said, oh, well, <laughs> she was on her bed, and she just, like, fell over. 
God, Sylvia. And Sylvia, again. Get more information tries, first. <laughs> no. And I, I feel like Chris similarly shoots from the hip, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just been taught, you know, just say the things, yeah. put them out there, and then and see what happens. If it hits, it's going to be so good. <laughs> right. And just keep shooting. Something's yeah. going to hit. Uh, and then Sylvia had justified that one saying, like, well, I'm still feeling like something hit her in the chest. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Are you? Off. Great. I guess you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, and he mentioned then he has other uh, fires to put out all the time that people will pop up on YouTube or other social media and claim that they're Sylvia Brown and they'll spell it with an I instead of a Y mm. and he'll sue them and then two more will pop up and he says it's just this ongoing battle to try to protect her legacy. Wow. I asked him if he still has a relationship with Montel Williams and he said, yep, great guy, just as nice as he seems on TV and uh, unfortunately now he's struggling with MS. Didn't know oh, that. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I had just a, like a moment left. So I said, any other big world events you see in 2023 coming up? And he said, no, not really. I just, I hate the president we have. And <laughs> I can't wait for Trump to come back into office. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. I'm just kind of laughing like, oh, all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm jumping off now. Um... <laughs> and he said, yeah, I thought Trump was our next president, but then I can't believe they have it given this idiot a medical leave or something. And he never mentioned Biden's name. Yeah. He talked about Trump, but he wouldn't uh-huh. He wouldn't dignify Biden with a name. Boy, <laughs> this is out of nowhere. And I said, okay, well, there's no elections coming up in 2023, but in 2024, you feel he's going to get the nomination and become president again. He said, oh, yeah. And not that I'm for Trump or anything. No, no, of course not. I just, I think he'll be a good president. <laughs> That's called being for Trump, but okay. And I asked him, are there going to be any big outbreaks? And he said, no, I think the worst is behind us. Okay. So um, that was the 2023 predictions. That was my reading with Chris Dufresne. And he said, right at like 59 minutes and 12 seconds, he said, well, it's been great talking with you. Take care of yourself. Eat some food and drink more water. Stop overanalyzing. (laughs) And he said goodbye to his 10th empath of all his readings in his career. And then I knew that he had just jumped off the phone with you because you told me, and I'm waiting for the phone to ring, and it took another 30-plus minutes. Yeah, I warned you that he'd been late for me. Yeah, uh, but he wasn't calling someone between us. Yeah, probably wasn't not. wasn't enough time for that. He probably so. needed to drink some water. Yeah, that's true. Lay down, talk sing to, to himself gently. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't get <laughs> to talk to Aaron. Aaron is mine. Well, maybe he does, though. You saw Aaron, him. don't Aaron, talk do to not. Chris. Refrain. <laughs> From talking to Dufresne. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, by the way, there's a project that I meant to highlight last year called the Great Australian Psychic Prediction Project. Oh. Uh, put on by our good friend Richard Saunders hmm. and many other friends of the show. Susan Gerbic, Rob Palmer, lots of good folks in that skeptical community who looked through very rigorously years of Australian psychic predictions and whether they came to fruition or not. They developed a great rubric for it too, like a way Mm. of judging these things using kind of the same scales that we always talk about in terms of like, well, how specific is it? Is it mm. something that would happen anyway? Mm-hmm. And and really put good numbers around that. And I was nice. very impressed with their uh, methodology. So, cool. What's it called again? Yeah, the Great Australian Psychic Prediction Project. Okay. Gasp. Gasp. <laughs> oh, wait. Gasp. Gap. 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 Yeah, they were definitely going for alliteration. And uh, Rob Palmer in his article for Skeptical Inquirer gave it the subtitle, 
pondering the published predictions of prominent psychics. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. I was just very impressed because uh, I think that takes it to a great level of analysis. Okay, cool. The Australians, do you know what service they use to build their beautiful website? I don't know if I can speak for all Australians, but I bet a lot of them use Squarespace. Ugh. Probably. Those Australians are so smart. It's a worldwide service for the World Wide Web. You can use it anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's an all-in-one platform. You could use it in Bulgaria mm -hmm. if you didn't die in 1996. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That is a Thank barrier to entry. I should mention that. Gotta be alive. You gotta be alive gotta to be use Squarespace. Alive. Uh, but yeah, when Ross does finally make all of these planned upgrades to onopodcast.com, he'll be doing that with Squarespace. Because Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. And you can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, or sell anything. Your products, content you create, even your time. Yeah, time is money, baby. Whoa. So create pro-level videos effortlessly. The Squarespace Video Studio app helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience, and drive sales. Plus, add online booking and scheduling for your classes or sessions to your Squarespace website. We are both quite impressed by this feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has that little, uh, hey, I'm busy here. No, I'm not busy here. Do you want to talk to me then? Yeah, it like, figures it out for you. let's say you're a psychic and you need to schedule people who are going to call you Mm -hmm. uh, this could be a way to do that. Mm -hmm. They can see your schedule. No psychic powers required. You can use insights to grow your business. Not psychic insights, just website insights. Which Analytics. Are, yeah, which are more than a coin flip in accuracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. So uh, you may have heard us sing the praises of this before, but I'll just say it again. One thing I really like is how much they believe in their own product that you can go there, start setting up your website, building it, using the tools, make sure you like the thing mm -hmm. before you commit and buy your domain name. Yeah. But you know what you should do, though, when you go there? Use our code. That's right. You head to squarespace.com slash oh no for that free trial we were just talking about. So no money has been put down just yet. But then when you're ready to launch, you can use offer code oh no to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. You gotta be alive. Better than a coin flip. I'm Ify Wadiway, the host of Maximum Film. I'm Alonzo Duralde, also the host of Maximum Film. And I'm Drea Clark, yet another host of Maximum Film. Every week, we hosts huddle up. Usually with an illustrious guest. And we talk about films. We have film news. We have film quizzes. We answer your film questions. It's like the maximum amount of film talk. That's why we call it Maximum, maximum Film! film. Film. <laughs> Maximum Film, the movie podcast that's not just a bunch of straight white guys. New episodes weekly on MaximumFun.org. It could happen to you. You're all grown up now, a professional adult with diverse interests and hobbies. And one of those hobbies is video games. You just can't help it. They're so good now. If that's you, we're here to tell you, you are completely normal. I'm Maddie Myers. I'm Jason Schreier. And I'm Kirk Hamilton. And together we form Triple Click, a podcast about video games. If you think you might be a person who likes video games, we hope you'll give Triple Click a listen. Triple Click, new episodes every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Okay, should I tell you about my 
conversation with Please Chris do. Dupree. Oh, I can't wait to hear how it uh, compares and contrasts. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've entered everything into the spreadsheet to see how many predictions he made. And I, I think I was able to get him to stick to 2023 a little more than he did with you. Oh, good. Okay. So I have, I think I have like 40 predictions here. Wow. Yeah. So. No 5D predictions? <laughs> no. So he told me right away that he wanted to talk about my health. He gave me the same rundown of, you know, do you have any burning questions? I said, no. And he was like, okay, then let's talk about your health. And I thought, oh, okay. And he said, you're a touch low on iron and you're a touch low on vitamin D. Wow. You got to take vitamin D, Carrie, because you're a little prone to depression. And when you take the vitamin D, <laughs> you're going to feel a lot better. That's weird. He also linked my mom's vitamin D to depression. Right. Weird. Okay. Which if you're Is actually low on, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're actually low on B or D, those both can be. But- I just wonder if he says this to women. Oh, sure. That's an easy. Yeah. Iron. Iron vitamin especially. D, yep. Yep. Those are the easy go-tos. And I, I'm thinking like, yep, when I get my blood taken often, they're like, oh, you got to up the iron. Oh, you got to up the vitamin D. What I'd really love to know is how much effort does he put in before this? Because he didn't Google us to any great extent. Yeah. Clearly. Does he like write notes or is he just like, eh, I'm just so used to just shooting from the hip? I think all those pregnant pauses really are him thinking. And okay. I, I think he really thinks he's doing something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. He said that I'm going to have a little bit of post-nasal drip and allergies this year. Okay. Seems possible. Mm -hmm. In about 18 to 20 months, I'm going to have a little bit of lactose intolerance. <laughs> Seems unlikely, but yeah. maybe. Not a I lot of lactose in your life. Yeah. Don't typically eat dairy. Okay. And that, that's outside the 2023 frame. That's 2024. Yep. So I'll have to move it over. Uh, we talked about my migraines. He said, I'm going to have migraines till the day I die. I volunteered that I had them at all. Okay. Um, but I'm going to have them till the day I die. They don't They don't mean something worse is going on. You know, no brain tumor or anything. Um, okay. But it will lessen as I get more on track with my hormones as I get older. But it's still only going to help me about 10%. I'm always going to have these. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, but good, he did the good same news, like. bad news. But yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You're just going to get in a room. You're going to turn the lights off. <laughs> yeah, I know how to handle it. Okay. <laughs> Um, wait, wait, you don't go to a rock concert? <laughs> you don't have someone bang a drum next to your head? Because a lady did that one time. <laughs> oh, Crystal Skull episode. Yeah. He kept saying that I'm young, I'm healthy, I have good genes, which I thought was interesting. I said like, mm. oh, that's interesting because I actually think I'm the healthiest person in my family. I think the whole family would say that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but how many people are you basing that on? Your genes actually go back a long way. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, Chris. <laughs> I know how genetics works. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's interesting. I asked him about Ella. Mm -hmm. So I didn't say that she has kidney and heart disease, which she does. But I said, you know, I have this dog. She's 15. She's the light of my life. Do you see her lasting a while more? Yeah. And he said, oh, 100%. Oh. Oh, yeah. She's not going anywhere soon. Uh, and I said, yeah, do you think she'll last through 2023? Yeah. And he said, oh, 100%. Yeah, she's fine. Like, okay, great. Wow. It's okay. funny though how it triggers this thing in your head. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm like, okay, phew. 
right, right. A man on the phone says <laughs> she's, she's going to be, be fine. okay. Oh my God, I've been so worried, but I didn't need to be. <laughs> no, I absolutely know what you mean. Like your brain first processes the good news, feels great about it, and then like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're you don't know anything about this. And you're an overconfident guy on the phone <laughs> yeah. that I gave $300 to. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> what is but wrong with this? She's going to make it. That's a prediction now. Okay. She better be. Yeah. Chris. So. so then, of course, he said that I had been an animal lover in all of my lifetimes. Aww. And when I die, there's going to be a zoo for me to run in the afterlife. But that'll soon suit me just fine. And, and again, I'm just going like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am really in touch statements about things we do in heaven always just strike me as so ridiculous yeah sure that you have a job or whatever just like any of the dynamics are at all relevant to life on earth yeah i i don't think he really meant i will literally run a zoo just that i like there will be so many animals there waiting for me okay wish fulfillment (laughs) uh i asked him i said you know i've been writing this book he said "Uh uh-huh And, uh, okay, sorry, this is me telling you this, Ross. I didn't say this out loud to Chris. But one thing I've noticed when I talk to people about writing a book is people are so used to giving the advice of like, just do it. Just do it. And I think probably that's what most people, that's the stage most people are in when they're talking about writing a book. It's like, like, get them to actually write every single day. Right. And I'm like, no, fucker. I'm writing, I'm like working on this like six hours a day. That's not the problem. Like (laughs) the problem is like, like figuring out when to move on to the next phase and be done with research, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he started being like, oh yeah, writing a book. I know. And I should have just let him go with it. But I was like, no, listen, I am writing it. I have been doing it so much. And then, then of course he's like, well, yeah, you know, I think you just need to be more patient with this. And um, this isn't going to be your only book. But you lost your chance to be empathic. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, I didn't actually call him fucker, but um, uh, he's like, this isn't going to be your only book. You're going to keep writing. And of course, that I'm like, oh, well, okay, good point. Yeah, that's, you're mm. right. I am very talented. Um, nice move there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you saved it. But he said, I will get into the next phase of that process in 2023, and my book will be published at the end of 2024. Hey, does that sound about right? That feels good. Yeah. It feels good. I don't know whether it sounds true, but it feels good. Publishing world is slow. Yeah. But he said, my second book is actually going to be more successful, and that is going to cause a re-release of the first book. Okay. That's exciting. Good and specific. So funny. I like it just naturally. You hear the good stuff mm-hmm. from whatever source and immediately you're like, okay, okay, okay this is something okay. real. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's something to all this. So then I asked him about adopting a kitten. So Drew and mm. I have been talking for some time oh. about adopting a kitten for Golly because Golly's our cat. She's yeah. an adult. We think she would like another cat, but we're not sure. So we're thinking a kitten that's probably a little safer. Hmm. So I, I'm telling him all this and he's like, just go and get the cat. What are you waiting for? Oh, that's so easy for him to say. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, we've been moving and we're not quite settled into the new place. Just go and get the cat. <laughs> he said, I am going to do it. We are going to adopt this cat. We're going to do it this year and she's going to be a girl. Okay. Yeah. Prediction. Yep. 
Prediction. And, and, <laughs> Prediction. And Golly and the kitten are going to get along well after a couple of days. The first two days will be a little sketchier, but then okay. we'll get along. Safe prediction. Yep. Then I asked him, what should my main goal be for 2023? Yeah. He said, stop worrying, stop analyzing. Oh, that analyzing, mm -hmm. it'll get you. He talked about me analyzing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, have fun, enjoy the writing. There's nothing that isn't going on that you're not accomplishing and getting done. You're your hardest critic. Of course, I can't knock that too much because that gets you where you want to go. So even though it's unorthodox, it's just, you know, you're hard on yourself, okay? We need to recruit another member of the podcast who is just the least analytical person you'll ever meet. <laughs> it's just like really chill, no ambition. <laughs> and then we'll ask him, like, can you also buy a psychic reading with this person just to see if they call you that? And then later on, we'll be like, so how did it go? And they'll be like, ah, we had a conversation. I don't remember. Did you record it? <laughs> nah. No, I didn't even write anything down. I do think you and I just present ourselves in such a way that sure. people pick up on it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so he said about my family and loved ones that no one is getting ready to pass anytime soon. Good. So that's good. He said, I'm very much of a mother hen. Anybody that comes into my life, I'm a mother hen to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I think that's right or wrong. Like I said, I play this role of like confidant for many people, but mother hen feels like a little off. Mm -hmm. I, um, I told him that I've been doing these Harvard classes and really enjoying them. Mm -hmm. and I said, do you think I should just get the graduate certificate or do you think I should do the master's program? Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you're going to do the master's program because like you're too, what do you say? You're too ambitious not to or something like that. Okay. You're too stubborn. You're too stubborn not to. So okay. true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then I told him that I'm a huge Dick Van Dyke fan. I'm a huge Bob Newhart fan. They're both really old. Do I get to keep them both during 2020? Good, I'm glad. I texted you saying like, please ask some uh, celebrity death yeah. questions. And I, I was like, not. I know the two. No Good problem. job, good job. So he's like, oh, I used to watch those shows too. I'm right there with you. They will both survive 2023. Okay. But at least one of them is going to die in 2024. And once one dies, the other is going to die within nine months. Oh, these are very solid predictions. Yes. These are the kind of predictions we want. Well done, Chris. He actually said that Dick Van Dyke and Bob Newhart are spiritually tied, spiritually connected. And what I, are the odds? <laughs> what's so funny is like these two people did not do a project together. <laughs> I think he must just be thinking since I mentioned them in the same breath, they must be friends or something. Or that no. you would be happy to hear that they're spiritually linked. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I told him that I had just bought a new house with my new husband. Did he see anything there? And he said, oh, yeah, let's see. Uh, great. Looks really good. The land is good. And then he moved on to other things. And I was like, wait, hang on. The land is good? What does that mean? And he said, oh, it's not on an Indian burial ground. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, that is a good thing. Does that come up a lot? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. All kinds of houses are where they should not be. It's like, oh, okay. Ah. Okay. Because also I'm thinking like, I mean, usually that means where Native Americans buried their dead. And I don't know, it just all all smacks to me of like, 
you know, that uh, exotic native yeah. Yeah, trope. Yeah. yeah, and that somehow they, they get angry that you have intruded on the happy hunting grounds right, or something right. terrible like that. Okay, then he said, oh, yeah, okay. And then he said one of my favorite things. Okay. He said. Carrie's excited, folks. <laughs> I was talking about the house, and I was like, well, it has a big backyard. So it's a tiny house with a big backyard, which is what we really wanted, because we would really like to adopt more animals. Do you see us adopting any non-cat, non-dog animals? Mm-hmm. There's a long pause, and he said, "There's going to be a big bird, big bird." All right, and I said, "Oh, like a turkey?" And he said, "No." Like Did an you ever see Beretta? Nobody saw Beretta. <laughs> I said, "No, what's that?" He said, "It was a TV show." I had okay. never heard of this. You sent me a clip, and. A- or you sent me an episode. I was like, what is this? He's like, Beretta, there's this bird in Beretta, and it's sort of like that. I said, oh, okay. He starts describing this bird. Uh, It's a big white bird. And I said, okay, well, maybe it's a turkey. We want to adopt chickens or turkeys. Could it be a chicken or a turkey? No, it's the Beretta bird. Oh, Lala the cockatoo. Yeah, so look it up. It's a cockatoo, this like large songbird. Yeah. And I said, oh, I've never really been interested in adopting that kind of bird. Cool. How does she come into our life? And he said, oh, it's just one of those things. You know, you meet the animal and you're like, oh, this animal's for me. And it's going to be the Beretta bird. You've never seen Beretta. No, I've never seen Beretta. Oh, yeah, it's going to be just like that. He's like really caught on this image he had in his head of this like 1975 sitcom. Which tells me that, yeah, the intuitions come to him. They enter his brain through Uh whatever method and then... He believes it's coming from whatever the source may be. I really wonder, since it was like a 70s sitcom, if he thought, oh, Dick Van Dyke girl, Bob Newhart girl, she's going to know this reference. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't she skip a generation? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then he told me that in February and May of 2023, I'm going to meet two true blue friends for the first time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, very close friends who will go to the mat for me. They're both women, and they're going to be like sisters. Okay. Yeah. That sounds nice. Then he said that long term, my life looks great. I'm really lucky. Great money, great success, great love life. Like just, he was like, you're just really lucked out here. Sweet. He said, long term, you're going to write for a magazine, have your own books, lecture a little bit. Okay. And he said, which is going to make your stomach upset, but you'll still do it. Okay. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, I have IBS. And he's like, ugh. Me too. Oh, wow. So he told me that he also has terrible IBS. And whenever he has nerves, when he has to go on stage, he'll start throwing up. And that his mother was the same way. And it's because she, like he and like I, very sensitive. Oh. And that that led into this little exchange about his mother. Interesting. You always used to say to me, Chrissy, if you weren't this way, something would be wrong with you. That's what she always told me. Aw, I go, Mom, but I don't want to get on stage looking like a raccoon. She goes, what they got makeup for, honey. Just deal with it. <laughs> Do you ever hear from her? All the time. I got my mom more around me now than I did when she was alive. Because when she was alive, she has 67 books in publication. She's always <clears throat> writing something and traveling somewhere. Now, <clears throat> she's not more than yelling just away from me any day of the week. Okay. But when she passed, I thought, really, that would be the end of my life. Because my mom was my friend and my boss and, you know, my mom. Yeah. But it actually went yeah. the complete opposite because we really are in this dimension and we walk out of this dimension and we just go right into another dimension. And 
really truly life is really no big deal. It's not even serious. People take it too serious. Did your mom ever, maybe you can even ask her now, did she ever talk about this guy named James Randy? James, uh, did he go by the Amazing Randy or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what did she think of yeah, him? I don't think my mom got along with him. Too. I don't think my mom got along with him too well, though. He, I, I just like saw his, a vi- an old video of his recently where he was like challenging your mom <clears throat> to some sort of like million dollar prize if she could... I don't know. Oh, yeah, but something. that's just, that's just crazy. A the, psychic gets what a psychic gets. A psychic can't get what you want him to get. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I don't know what the, um, I don't know how that all ended up. I just saw, like, a clip of it and was curious if she ever talked about him. No, it wasn't too much in her life at all. Yeah. Um, in fact, my mother would go down to fairs and things like that and sit with, let's say, a psychic that was, Using cards, my mom would say, darling, if you want me to put down my hard-earned money, you need to shuffle those cards a hundred times, and each card better come out exactly the same way or you're full of shit. Oh, right. Oh, good for her. Yeah, would, would she... Well, you know, when you go, the, the, the card reading is, a, is more for entertainment purposes, and it's more for the person that doesn't know what to say, but they put the card over it because it's something to talk about. <clears throat> right. Oh, interesting, yeah. If I would have said to my mom, I want a tarot card read, she would have fired me before I was done with a sentence. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. I never I never really thought about the different methods there, I guess. Well, I mean, just like the 900 numbers, they say this is for entertainment purposes only. That's completely different than my job. I have to be accurate in my job. Yeah. Do you ever... You must sometimes see things that aren't accurate, right? You mean, no, not 100%. My accuracy is 85% if that's what you're asking. 85, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's certainly yeah. a lot better the than hardest, I would. The hardest thing, the hardest thing to, to do is get the timing. It's the damn timing. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Interesting. She talked about Randy. Yeah, so you, you recognize the amazing Randy. <laughs> yeah. I felt, you know, maybe I'm projecting this, but I felt some discomfort on his side. Oh, for sure. Processing that. Yeah, James Randy not only had challenged her live on TV and she agreed to take the test, then later on she said something like, oh, well, I need to see the money in escrow. And so he sent mm-hmm. along proof of the money, you know, from the bank. We have it in excess mm-hmm. of a million dollars. And then she insisted on the escrow thing. And so he said, for you, I'll do it. And she then found, like, another excuse or begged off of the mm-hmm. challenge. Like, said on some public forum that, like, she had never actually received the challenge uh, mm-hmm. or, or any, like, offer from Randy or any proof of Official. the money or whatever. So, he, like, he sent it by verified mail. And <laughs> she... She rejected it, and he had, like, record of the rejection. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So she just did everything she could like to squirm out of that confrontation. There you go. John Edwards' excuse was that he didn't want to be tested by anyone who had an adjective as a first name. Oh, yes. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay. So then he told me when I'll die. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good info. I forget why this came up. I was asking him something different, and he said... Are you asking me when you'll die? Mm. And I said, uh, no, I wasn't, yes. but now I, now I want to know. Yeah, yes. when will I die? When um. will I die? And he said, well, I can't tell you exactly. That's between you and God, but I can get within five years. 
Okay. That's apparently not between me and God. So I said, yeah, okay. And he said, <laughs> between age 87 and 91. Hey, okay. Nice and specific. That's four-year range. Well, 87. Well, inclusive. Yeah, okay, inclusive. fine. Then we moved on to reading, just the concept of reading. Yeah. Um, reading books or reading humans? Uh, reading books. So like you, he said, how do I get you to relax more? <laughs> yeah. Why are you so analytical? What do you do to relax? And I said, well, I love to read. Oh. And this guy must have just been thinking, I just had this Who conversation. Are these people? <laughs> I said, I love to read, but he... He had specifically asked what I do to like amp my brain down or something mm -hmm. like that. So I said, that is my brain still going. Are you looking for something else? And he said, well, hon, this means that you need to read more during the day. Oh, okay. Reset so you can during the day by reading. Leave time later to actually rest. In the evening, you should be doing okay. something different. He didn't okay. give me any good ideas of what's supposed to replace it, but not so much reading in the evening. I've been reading like a madman. Trying to yeah. boost my numbers for oh, the year. Oh, for the end of the year, yeah. Yep. I just finished book number 50 this morning. Damn. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm almost there. Yeah, my my reading count is feels very insincere now because I've done so many, I've, I've read so many research books. And right. I'm like, did I actually read 100% of that? You're right. Or, yeah. I got what I needed out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know what mine is right now. It's just like listening to podcasts while you make podcasts. It's hard to do. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Then he said that I looked 25. <laughs> hey, hey. Sight unseen. And he um, said, I had mentioned I was turning 40 this year. And he said, but you don't look it. And everybody knows it. You look like you're 25. That's so and interesting. He commented on both our looks because I guess he can <laughs> tell that through the phone. No, And I, I kind of laughed. And he was like, I'm not just like, I forget how he said it, but something like, I'm not just blowing smoke Jerking up your, your ass. Okay. Like, I, I mean it. And I'm thinking like, I, okay, fine. But you still can't see me. <laughs> yeah. Even if you mean it. What is that supposed to mean to me coming yeah. from you? Very strange. And then I also asked him about Drew. So we were running out of time and I really didn't have more questions because he's he's actually quite quick in his responses. Mm -hmm. And right, like I ran you, out. You ask him a question and he answers it like just in two sentences very rapidly. It's, great. it's like, oh, I thought this was going to be five minutes of conversation answering this question. Right. Uh, That's uh, what we're awkward used to. silence. Yeah. yeah. What do we do? In that way, it's great. But I said, well, you know, my husband has cerebral palsy. He's had it since he was a kid. He always worries about what his aging process is going to look like. Mm. Does his CP get any worse? It's not a progressive illness, but like, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, his aging could uh, exacerbate the symptoms. Oh, basically. really? Okay. And I said, but you know, he's been, he's been pretty lucky so far, but what do you see? And he was like, oh, you know, I mean, like, it'll get a little bit worse the way anybody's aging gets worse. But like, he's actually very lucky. Everybody loves him. He's, you know, mm. such a positive guy. No, it's going to be fine. And again, I'm like, oh, phew, yeah, good. So true. I feel better. Yeah. I, I would want to see a negative reading from this guy. Like, is there anyone he talks to that he's like, yeah, right? it's going to be a bad year. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, true. I think maybe we're just too uptone. Like, you heard us. He's like, these people are fine. Oh, yeah. Maybe we needed to, like, somber it up hey, a bit. Chris. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you called. Okay. I'm glad you finally called because I've been sitting here stewing. <sighs> and then about Drew, I also said, well, he started a production company the last couple of years. Uh, do you see them making any major movies? And oh. he said, yeah, but not for a while. But I said, oh, that makes sense. How long do you think it'll be? 
three years. Hey, okay. <laughs> it's awfully soon. One for the books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drew Spears Productions, major film in the next three years. Major film. And then I asked him if he can see the next election cycle. Okay. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, 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 I can. Um, you know, Trump's the next president, if that's what you're asking. Wow. Okay. It's like, oh, yeah, that's... Um, Chris's, That's what I'm asking. Chris's lips to your ears. Yeah. And then immediately, just like you, started talking about how he thinks Biden is terrible. Do you remember? Did he actually say Biden's name? He did, but only because I said, I assume you're talking about Joe Biden. Okay. And then he also told me how humanity will end. So well, I, look at it this way. When Trump, when Trump gets back in the office and he becomes the president, yeah. the country's going to do very, very well. Yeah. So there's not going to be a nuclear war. There won't be germ warfare. There's not going to be AI putting us in human camps. You know, there's not, you know, no martial, nothing crazy like that. So I mean, eventually, eventually down the road, many years, we may not be able to eat out of our oceans. We may have to have farm-made, you know, seafood fish. Okay. Uh... And there's probably 85, there's probably 85 years left to life on this planet before there's no more life form. But what happens as we look at it, the dinosaurs were here, and they're extinct. Humans are here, and will be extinct, and the world finds a way to have life again. Oh, 85 years? You think humanity will end in the next 85 years? Oh, it's my mother's prediction. I disagree with her, yes. Um, I, I had no idea. Okay, 80... It ended, it ended before, and it started up before, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking then probably people should stop having kids, right? So they don't have to live through the apocalypse. Well, I mean, what's the big deal? You see a flash and everyone goes over to heaven and the tunnel's a little bit crowded, so what? Big deal. Oh, so you you think the, uh, like the rapture is going to happen in the next 85 years? Well, I think a meteor is going to hit the earth and annihilate everything on it, so... Okay. Okay. So you, it's not like um, food shortages and that kind of stuff. No, a big rock hits this earth and you know pretty much destroys all life form because of it. Okay. I t uh, what what year is that supposed to happen? Did she say? Well, no, eighty-five or so years now. I mean, you can count it if you wanted to. You're not going to be here though. No, no, I'm just curious. 85 plus 2022 20, is 2107. Well, you might as well say, point. yeah, 21. Okay. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 2107. Man, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't want kids, but I'm just thinking if I had kids, I'd be freaking out at that. Well, the hardship is out of all life form, there's no, nothing more vicious than a human being. I mean, animals will eat to, to feed their young or this and that. But look what we do to one another. It's unbelievable. Wow. I mean, I, what a why negative did, outlook. Why does he care about Biden being president if the world's going to end in 85, <laughs> 85 years? Just years. Rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah. I mean, he's almost saying that. You know, he's like, fuck it. Who cares what happens? Because this is what happens in 85 and years. It's it's so interesting to hear these recordings because so many of these things that he said to me, he said almost verbatim to you. Uh -huh. Like he has his talking points yep. and he just kind of trots them out. But just that whole, yeah, well, what's the big deal? He said the same thing to me. There's like a big flash and then everybody's gone. Uh, it's casual and everything, but it's such a toxic way to think because it's like, 
okay, you're not going to fight for anything if that's what you believe. And it's his different version of, say, a rapture. But yeah, yeah, I, I firmly believe that that belief in the rapture causes us to care less about the planet. Oh, clearly. Materially, yeah, yeah because absolutely. we're not invested in long-term solutions. That's even how he got to this thought. We were talking about the resource depletion on the planet. He's yeah. like, don't worry about that. Yeah, Jesus is going to come back now. or what have you. Yeah, the meteor yeah. comes. So let's not be good stewards of the planet. Yeah, yikes. Also, this like humans are so bad, humans are so bad stuff. I, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> like, I mean, mm. they, we're, mm-hmm. we're ca- capable of terrible, terrible things for sure. sure. But like, we're also capable of like really amazing kindnesses. <laughs> and like, let's I just, not leave that out of the equation. Yeah, yeah. I just, it, it, we know from social science that the way we motivate people is optimism. So knowing that humans are capable of great good and great bad, why would we focus entirely on the bad and just tank everybody's mood so no one can do anything? It's just so irresponsible. It felt really strangely tacked on to just at the end of an overall very positive reading, you know, oh, everything looks pretty roses and sunshine in your life. And then, oh, by the way, it's all ending. Yeah. And for me, like the very last thing he said was the one about Trump. And my first reaction upon hanging up was, I guess, yeah, one con man to another. <laughs> mm. Oh, you feel like uh, Chris is a con man? Because I don't. I, I'm, I'm asking myself that now. Mm. Do I feel he is? You know, I, I don't know if I have a handle around how much he believes what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I really don't. It can be such a fool's errand to figure out anyway. Because yeah. like very few of us are, you know, have such clean relationships to the truth where we're either telling the truth or lying. Usually there's some middle ground no matter what we're saying. It does weird me out though that like there's this kind of sector of spirituality where these kind of right-wing pick yourself up by your bootstrap sort of mentality has said i don't know it's, it seems like a weird mm-hmm. marriage to me mm-hmm. for some reason i don't expect that politically that, mm-hmm. that would align with uh being sylvia brown or her son you know like usually it's the right-wing christians who are rejecting those sorts of people spiritualists and psychics so it's just it's a weird home for them to land in it's it's so interesting i feel like you and i are just old enough that i i at least still associate new age beliefs and stuff with the left yeah yeah um and now that has really changed. Like, yeah. I don't think that can even really be said anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I think anybody who's even 10 years younger than me is probably like, what? Yeah. Like, that's the right. The right does that. And right now that's true. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just feels uh, counterintuitive. But uh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like he said a lot of the same things to us. Yeah. I feel like if we line these up on top of each other, we could find like a (laughs) A little map. Yeah, a blueprint, if you will. Yeah, dozens (laughs) of like identical phrases that he just kind of said because that's his repertoire. Yeah, it's like a long form improv where you just try (laughs) to basically repeat the same scene three times so your audience recognizes it. So now you know what you'd get if you spent $300 to talk to Chris Dufresne. One more thing, though. Yeah. He called you an empath. I'm not an empath. I. I'm a healer. Healer. So he actually told me I have healing ability in my hands. Oh. And Carrie showing me. He was like, I know you. You're gonna want to test it. Okay, I have a test for you. Okay. And this is what he told me to do. He understands Carrie a little bit. (laughs) I should find people when my friends have headaches. I should do this ten times to ten different people. I actually have a little bit of a headache right now. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. Put my 
of your head. Okay, I'm going to just keep talking to you. Okay. So how are you? I mean, the cool temperature of your hands does feel a little refreshing good, right yeah. now. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. This is a strange way to record a podcast, but yeah, Carrie's got one hand <laughs> or left hand on the front of my head and the right hand on the back of my uh, head. Okay. And he said that um, I'll find that the person feels a lot better. And if that happens 10 times, I'll know that it can't possibly be a coincidence. Gotcha. Okay. It's well, it, here. I mean, it does, uh, it does feel nice because your hands are cool. Okay. Human touch is nice. And uh, yeah, I don't know how long you've now committed yourself. <laughs> he said I could also pray. I could say a mantra. Okay. Oh, what's your mama mantra again? Let's see. Yours was the guru, 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 oh, right. guru, 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 guru. Well, thank you. Yeah. I um, I'm going to say initial results. Very good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like it's it's, a little better. I feel like it'll it'll go back to where it was before. But sure. Yeah. Okay. Can't be a coincidence so, so if that like happens it. nine more times. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we have a lot more to get to, a lot more psychics, a lot more information about 2022 and 2023. But this was a pretty fun way to kick off the year. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the opportunity. I wish I got to see him in person, but uh, over the phone had an interesting dynamic. Yeah. What an interesting character. And, uh, you know, enjoy the rest of your days. I mean, most of us... Probably won't be around in 85 years, so. Most of us, but some of us, if you're three and you're listening to this right now, you got a shot. Yeah, so um, eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, <laughs> sure, that's a lesson. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. This episode was edited by the magnanimous Ross Walter. You can support this podcast, help us buy more psychic readings because the coffers are going to deplete. Mm-hmm. And Don't you want these people having more of your money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great pitch. <laughs> so you can do that at MaximumFun.org slash join. That's how you become part of the Max Fund family. And you can choose us as the beneficiary of your munificence. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on social media if that's your thing. And uh, take some more iron and vitamin D. Why not? <laughs> you're probably low. That's why you're so depressed. <laughs> and remember. Look at me. I'm 6'6". Six, six. I've got a bald head with a goatee. look like a damn Mr. Clean commercial. If I walk into a restaurant and I just got a blank stare on my face, somebody will come up and say, Mr., you look really mean and you're big. Are you mad at me? I say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just de- decompressing from work. I had a blank stare. I'm laughing. I'm joking. So I walk in. I'm smiling. Everything. Everybody's happy. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.